Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is 11 o'clock, straight up top of the hour. This is Amy Wenslow, your host of the Product Business Show, just making sure that we've got um, all of our webcasts. Great, I see we've got four. Uh, oh, wow, we're adding more people every second on the webcast. That's awesome. On the phone lines, welcome, everyone. I see we've got people popping in from around the United States. This is awesome. And so I'm Amy Wenslow, the host of the Product Business Show, and I'm the Chief Product Strategist here at Products to Profits. So when it comes to product strategy and implementation and how you do the million things that are required to have a product business, that's where our agency focuses, and we've been doing products for a really long time. So if you've been a listener on the show before and you've asked questions, you know the format, you know the drill. And if you're new, which I see we have a bunch of new people happening today, coming in, um, I am going to do a little bit of content here at the beginning, and then I'm going to open up the phone lines and we'll take questions. We'll take questions from the webcast attendees as well. So with that said, um, just a little intro here. Like I said, we work specifically on large volume projects. We like to work on things that are going to sell in um, big box retail, Amazon massive sales, um, Shopify sites that actually are making money out of the 600,000 Shopify sites that exist right now. Um, not all of them make money and not all of them do really well. Our clients tend to do uh, – they tend to work out quite well, we'll put it that way. So all of that said, um, if you are hearing my voice right now and you are anywhere near a computer, a mobile app, for any of your social media, please go connect with us on your social media platforms. We are on pretty much every one of them, everything from Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Instagram, Pinterest, Google+, um, I think I mentioned the majority of them. Um, there is a post for today's show on every platform. You can find it under Amy Wenslow, which is W-E-N-S-L-O-W. And um, you might also see it under Products to Profits, which is Products, P-R-O-D-U-C-T-S. And then Two, which is T-O, Profits, P-R-O-F-I-T-S. And please, go comment on the post. And if you've been on the show before and you've gotten value out of it, I would really, really love for you to go comment and share the post out so that we can grow more organically and help more people, okay? So all of that said, how many of you have said, I got to That's probably one of the most common phrases that we hear when we're talking to people that are doing a new product is, I just need to get my product out there. And that's usually about the way it's said. And it can feel like that, right? You know, like this urgency and that it's this big thing. And truth be told, that statement of, I just need to get my product out there is very hard to act on. It's too general. So what we see is that it usually means one of three things, okay? So people come into that question or statement with the, 
they need to get their idea moving or they just need to get it out there, meaning they need to get a prototype and, you know, like get it through the manufacturing process. Or the second way is that they need to let people know that the product or business exists. So they might already have the prototypes or have early production run, but now they need to let people know that it exists because they're, they want people to know about it, right? And the third way that people come into this is with a focus on they need to get the product out there, meaning sold into national distribution, sold into strong regional sales, right? So each of these three energies and definitions have different actions associated with them. So I want to make sure that we're all on the same page for the purposes of this conversation, for this morning, for today. I am talking about this from a let people know the product or business exists so that they can go learn to buy the product, how to do that, right? So this show has covered the topic of how do you produce something, how do you work with manufacturers, how do you start your marketing, how do you do all these other things, right? We've done those topics. We are um, about to launch a podcast that will give you access to some incredible episodes. We're in the process, we're editing. So we are going to set aside that definition of get the product idea moving. That is not what we are talking about today. Letting people know that a product or business exists is related to what we're talking about and sales of the product is related to what we're talking about, okay? So you will find that as you work with me and work with our, our agency, we are much more driven to, well, what creates the expansion in the business in the direction you want, okay? So soft awareness, brand awareness, I just need brand awareness is not what most of you can do because you can do general awareness, but you have to actually do what are called um, self-liquidating offers, meaning that if you put a, a message out in the world, you need to have enough sales come back from that message that the message paid for itself, right? You do not have the marketing budget of Apple or Pepsi or Coca-Cola or Nestle or Procter & Gamble. We've done business with some of them. You don't have that budget. So for you to do general brand awareness kind of stuff is really different. And even with car commercials where they're doing brand awareness, they're doing brand awareness. They're looking at the number of exposures, the number of eyeballs, all of that. Well, the trend right now, even in social media influencer marketing, is much more that brands are getting very clear that the followers need to be legitimate, that um, they're wanting more transparency and more um, authenticity about what reach is and what engagement is, right? So this is going to apply to a bunch of things. So now... I know I'm moving kind of fast. I'm pretty excited today. Let me just go check our Q&A and make sure that, uh, yeah, great, cool, we've got people all exclamation points. Hi, Amy. Thank you for, for commenting. Let me know you're over there. I'm going to um, go over to the phone lines for a sec here. 
All right, so on the phone lines, I want to know how many of you already have your product ready, right? So I'm going to open up the phone lines. Everybody just chime in. I see we've got a bunch of people on the phone lines today. So how many of you already have your product ready? Say yes if you have your product ready. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Okay, awesome. Okay, so now we're going to take another poll. Everybody on the phone lines, um, how many of you have had a news story that your product got mentioned in? If If you haven't, say, not yet. Okay. So if you haven't had a news story or your thing okay, mentioned in a news article, say not yet. Okay. Anybody? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. So we got Oh wait, we got some not yet. Okay. And if you've had one news article or mention by a prominent source of your product, if you've had one, I want you to say one. One. Okay, awesome. And if you're like, it happens all the time and I'm the bomb, say, I'm the bomb, okay? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we got people in all spectrums. I'm going to mute your lines for your privacy again. Okay, I just wanted to understand where everybody is in this. Now, we happen to get media pretty frequently, and the mentions that we get for for products to profits are um, something that to date we have not paid one dime to have. Um, we haven't paid a publicist, and I'm not saying that to brag, I'm saying that in transparency. I personally would love to have us hire a publicist in the next couple of months. Um, so when we are looking at media, we're looking for, well, what can we do that expands our reach to the markets that we want to hit, right? And then how do we do it in a way that's time-effective, cost-effective, and that is authentic for the brand of the business, right? Okay. So that said, there are a few things you need to understand. And I'm going to go through some action items for you, and it should take me about five minutes, and then we're going to open up the phone lines. So when I open up the phone lines, if you need help or you have a question about, like, your story angles or something like that, I want you to ask, okay? I want you to, like, be bold, click the button that I'm going to tell you about, and ask your question. So when you are looking for media and you're looking for free exposure for your product and your business, you have to think about it like, well, how does it benefit the other person that is going to do the mention? How does it benefit them? Who is their audience, right? To make sure that you have a good fit for who your target audience is to who they are trying to serve, okay? It's always about fit, number one, okay? Number two, if they ask you for specific information on a specific timeline, you better step up to the plate with it the way that they wanted it by when they wanted it because the opportunity will close down, okay? Um, media moves on a very quick time frame, and they will ask you specifically for things. So I'm looking at this right now in this conversation as if we're talking about print media or online media maybe online interviews, uh, 
radio shows, being a blog guest, etc. Um, television is the same way. We've we've gotten television coverage before, and last week alone, we sent five different PR requests from journalists to our clients, um, and we just do it as part of, hey, you're working with us, and we saw this because we're paying attention to it. Um, and we don't charge our clients for that. It's just part of doing business, right? And so number one thing to prepare for um, getting media. I want you to just really quickly at some point today, I want you to pull out a piece of paper or pull, open up a document, and I want you to brainstorm all the story angles that you have, okay? Now, story angles are interesting talking points. For example, I'll use my company because I know it inside and out, right? We are female-owned. I started it in the midst of a recession. Always good. So we've been around 10 years. Um, deep background in product development, sales, marketing, um, entrepreneurship, crowdfunding, um, investment, you know, like working with investors, evaluating pitches, judging pitches, um, Internet of Things, hardware products, baby products, pet products. So all of these are story angles, right? There's also story angles like we bring our dog to the office, that we have a flexible work schedule to accommodate our clients that we can work from literally anywhere in the world that has an internet connection, so we can do video conference calls and work in collaborative environments. Um, we've also been parts of different communities. We run meetup groups. We do, we've worked out of co-working spaces. Um, we've spoken on stage with a lot of different people in a lot of different venues. Now, all of those are actually story angles that can appeal to different journalists, okay? So that's just a sample of our list. That's not even the whole list. The other things that you may see stories about are, do you, are you a husband and wife team working with your spouse? Did you start a business with your friend? Do you have your kids working in the business? Um, is it fitness-related product? So your story angles can also relate to the type of product or it can relate to where you're producing it or how you're selling it. Do you sell in big box stores? Do you sell online? Do you use e-commerce or Shopify? Because journalists will be writing stories from all these different perspectives about current events, things people are doing, right? So all of these are different angles that apply to stories. If you're a woman-owned business, that's great. If you're a minority-owned business, that's another option. If you are spinning out of a well-established company, right, or, you know, you're doing a second career, or you're a millennial who started your product, any of that is a potential story angle that differentiates you. Now, so I want you to pull out a sheet of paper at some point today and take 20 minutes and brainstorm all the things that are potentially different or interesting or things that would be of use in a pitch, okay? Now, once you have that or you're aware that these things are even angles for you, 
right? Um, you're going to want to do this next piece every day. There are lists of media requests and journalist requests that you could be on. You might subscribe to radio guest list. You might do the paid subscription level of Harrow. Um, there's just a ton of places, tons of places. You could even place your own ad and say, I'm looking to be featured in stories about this and this and this. You can use almost any social network that you want. You could look at all the magazines that you like, like Forbes or Entrepreneur, and look for the writer's bylines, meaning the writer, the author of the articles, like who are they, and contact them through social media or finding their uh, contact info, and go ahead and reach out to them. So the second step here is if you are monitoring lists of media requests, I want you to actually look at them every day. Most people are not disciplined enough to do this, and we've even fallen off of it for our own things at different points when we get busy. But whenever I dip back into it, or the team does here, um, you know, we find opportunity all the time. Like, and it doesn't take long to do. It takes us about 15 to 20 minutes a day um, to take a look at the list, forward things out to clients. Um, if and it requires my time, it might take half an hour to write up the response, right? But here's what we've gotten out of that. Um, Entrepreneur Magazine, seven-page article. We were one of the uh, lead sources of it. We actually are the inspiration behind the writer even writing the article because she interviewed me for something else about trade shows. And I included links to these articles in the emails that I sent out um, yesterday and today. So you have examples of what can happen. Now, that seven-page article in Inc. Magazine, within a week of it dropping, and it was in the print magazine as well as online, it was, it's like a really legit article. Um, within a week, someone who was on a plane to China read, the, read it in Entrepreneur Magazine literally got chills and goosebumps when he read my name, had his assistant find me um, before we were even open. They worked for two hours to like try to contact us and get through because we could solve a problem that he had. And within a week, we were working with them and standing in their office two weeks later. Okay, So that article led to a really nice engagement within two weeks. That's pretty massive. Um, we also use it as a credentializer and a, a reputation builder. So you can use media a lot of different ways. So the first thing we're going to do, you're going to list your story angles on a sheet of paper, brainstorm it. I can guarantee that there are going to be things that you think are boring or have been done like a bazillion times that would still work for you. You're going to monitor lists of media requests. So, you know, things like Harrow and Radio Guest List and blogger uh, lists, and also research um, magazines that you like, the writers for those, and reach out to them. I'm just adding that on my notes here on the whiteboard. Um, okay. Then you're going to submit your answers. Okay. So if you are responding to a established request, they have very short turnarounds on a lot of these. 
I've seen things recently as little as like a four-hour turnaround from the time the notice gets sent out to when they need answers back. The statistics are that if it's an established request, meaning it's on a list and it's, it's uh, published out there that they are looking to do an article on something, you have literally one day to get an answer to them. And that might sound pretty brutal, but that's the reality of the timeline, okay? So when you submit your answers to some of these lists, the link for the email will close down at the date and time that is that the listing expires. So you will not be able to answer them later. So you have to comply with the timeline, number one. Um, be respectful of what they are trying to accomplish. The way that we do it is I um, have Rob copy the the original post into an email so that it's right there. Um, we will answer exactly what they say, you know, hi, so-and-so, you requested an uh, expert input on such and such. We've been doing that for this many years. Completely able to answer this for you. Here are my top three things. Whatever it is they're asking for, very short intro paragraph, maybe three sentences long at the most, and then get into the meat of what it's about. After the meet, we say there's more information about our bio in our signature line. If you need that, happy to have a conversation. Um, so you want to keep it concise. And if they request a headshot, give them the headshot. Some of the services that send out listings um, will not take a very big headshot coming through. Um, and they will ask you for specifically what you want. Pay attention to the formats that they request things in. After the articles are published, part of the magic is to collect the links to the article that you get used in. Um, most of the writers will automatically supply that to you. And they do that because they want you to put it in your social media. They want you to help get exposure for it. Okay? So you want to collect the links to the article. Then you're going to promote the media mention out in your social media and on your website. and if it's a prominent source or one you really like, I want you to take the logo of that source and add it to your website as, you know, kind of an as-seen-in sort of deal, okay? So with that, um, I am going to open up the phone lines. I know that was a little long and kind of fast, but you know what? This shows for implementers, so. <laughs> um, if you want to find out more about working with us, I want you to call Jeff, and I am going to stay on. We are going to take questions, but I want to make sure to mention this. To find out more about working with us, call Jeff at 626-709-3850. Again, Jeff's phone number is 626-709-3850. Or um, if you know anyone that we should be connected with, I would love for you to have a conversation with Jeff or send an email to info at productstoprofits.com and, and get us connected to them. And again, if you could mention a comment on one of the posts about today's show, that'd be great. Um, I am going to do a few questions here. So if you're on the webcast, you can certainly um, pop some questions in there. And if you're on the phone lines and you have a question, 
We have a bunch of people today. I want you to go ahead and press star 2 on your phone's keypad, and that will raise your hand, and I'll come back over to the phone lines and answer things. Okay? So let me go over to the online Q&A. Let's see. Hi, Amy. Yardies here. We are a small new startup company, and we have product available and would like to get our product out there. Wondering what your firm charges. Oh, that's awesome. It, we have different ways that we work depending on what you're trying to accomplish. And we are not a PR agency, believe it or not. We just happen to do this as part of consulting with people and part of working on their projects and doing things. Um, we just like to serve people. So it, what I'd love to say, um, whoever it is from Yardies, um, contact Jeff at 626-709-3850, and he can start to have a conversation with you so we can figure out what the best way is to serve you. Um, we are, we don't charge retainers. Uh, we're set up a little differently because we actually really, really want to serve people. So we have some nice affordable options. Um, all that said, let me see. I'm going to refresh our live Q&A. Great. Um, let's see. I see we've got somebody here from... Colorado. The phone number ends in 4248. Hi there. Who's this? Hi, Amy. It's Kate Reed. <gasps> Kate Reed. Welcome. I'm so I know. glad to hear your voice. It's been a while, but um, I am really excited about your talk today. And my question is, you know, I know on some articles they have a restriction or the they tell you how many words they want. In general, though, if that's not available, you know, how long should your article be to capture attention and not bore your audience? Great question. These uh, media requests are usually not you writing an article. They're usually you getting mm -hmm. mentioned in an article as a source. Um, and gotcha. so you're not actually doing the writing, which is pretty dang beautiful. Um, mm. What you're writing is your response in an email. Even when you're writing a response in an email, I, I have done some recently where I just went off because they asked a hot button for me. <laughs> you know, there was one about how to make trade shows successfully, if successful, that just, they just, mm -hmm. like, I was like, okay. <laughs> and I just went for it, right? And we, we did get right. used. They might not use the whole thing, but, um, they will mention All right, it. Gotcha. And then, Gotcha. Uh, the one that I sent out yesterday that was about how to improve your design skills over the summer, that's one where, again, they hit a hot button to me because I'm like, if you have time over the summer, you need to get better at sales mm -hmm. and marketing. You know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Uh, you know. So um, typically articles, even for blogs right now, have to be at least 300 words, more like 1,000 mm -hmm. if you're doing them for SEO on your own um, blog. Um, mm -hmm. responses, they will sometimes say they want 150 words, 300 words. Sometimes they won't say anything. And the most important mm -hmm. thing is to tailor your answer to meaningful input. And if you can say mm -hmm. what you need to say with a story or an original turn of phrase that will have them look like mm -hmm. a rock star writer, that will get you in mm -hmm. too. Gotcha. Okay? So, um, so some t and if you speak really techno speak, 
that will usually get you disqualified. Mm. Right. Okay. So no techno speak. Okay. Absolutely. Um, except for your audience, for everybody, I happen to know Kate's product because we've we've worked together for a while, and so Kate's product is in the uh, physical therapy and physical rehabilitation space. So Kate, feel free to say more if you'd like for a sec. Oh well, wanna... yeah, my um, certainly my product is called the Move More Mobility Trainer, and we have oh, you know we're we're helping older adults regain strength and balance um, to increase their independence and quality of life. And we've got over 10 studies that show it works. So we're real excited to continue to introduce this to help more people. Awesome. Now, so everybody, you hear what Kate said, and you said exactly what I was hoping you you would say. This is awesome. She has white papers, right? This This woman mm-hmm. has proof that her product works. It it helps people be stable um, even mm-hmm. when they've been bedridden or, you know, they don't have a lot of mobility. It helps them be more stable so there's fewer falls and medical things. So, be, Kate, because your product has technical people paying attention to it, medical people, mm-hmm. and it has studies, you should actually be promoting snippets of your studies. Okay. And you should, yeah, like when you mention things, you can say, like if somebody was doing a, well, how important are medical studies to a new device? Or that, because we've Ah. seen posts like that, right? That would be a great great talking point for you. Yeah. Right? So it's not really necessarily exactly about your product. And everybody, you need to think about them this way. They're not necessarily you pitching your product hard sell all day long. It's you... Going, mm-hmm. oh, well, well, you know what? Medical studies are very important because in the medical industry, the majority of people are reading the medical studies, and here's what medical studies can find out for you. Here is an interesting insight mm-hmm. from one we did. You right. see how that, like, that's awesome. That changes it. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. you're Beautiful. giving them a little inside insight into something the writer may know nothing about. Mm, with some data. Like I, I did one recently. The article isn't out yet, but it's about sales follow-up. And mm-hmm. the writer was like, our phone call's dead. <laughs> you know, that was his kind of like question. <laughs> our phone call's dead. How important is follow-up? And I had uh-huh. happened to make eight calls that day to follow up on some, some mm-hmm. sales-related things. And I made eight phone calls, mm-hmm. and I got mm-hmm. two people on the phone right away, and had great conversations with them, and I had two other people call us back within two hours. So out of eight phone calls, within two hours, we had four contacts with people. Nice. Nice. And I was able to give him that actual statistic to say, Mm -hmm. everybody who thinks phone calls are dead is missing out. Right. And you know what? God bless them because they're leaving more room for us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I couldn't agree with you more because I think phone calls are incredibly effective because we're all overloaded with email and it's very easy to delete those. And it's nice to talk to a person. Especially one who is actually caring caring about what you're doing. Like we don't call just to like, you know, just to spiel stuff at them. 
We're right. calling usually because right. we saw something about their product, or hey, we had a thought, or hey, did you know? Mm-hmm. Did you look at the email that we sent with the links that you requested? Like we're calling for a reason. Um, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is terrific being, insight that you shared. Yeah. So that's a great example of how to take something that is kind of like a little case study that you are doing, even yes. something as yes. little as you wouldn't think eight calls in a day is a big enough sample to have anything be valid, right, mm-hmm. for an article. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were the only people that probably gave him statistics. Right, right. And there's nothing better than an actual real-time experience. So um, it's authentic and it's very credible. Right, and it's approachable. Sometimes, you know, like we share yes. our, our background and we say we worked on lines that did like $300 million. It's too big a number for people to wrap their head around, mm-hmm. right? Like when, mm-hmm. you, when you can name a really big number and, and it's true and it's credible and all those things, sometimes it's not relatable still. So That is key. So, mm-hmm. so the ability Definitely. to say eight calls in a day, like most people could see themselves making eight calls. Right. right. Exactly. Eight calls exactly. translated into four conversations is a nice bite-sized piece for a writer to use. Okay. And now those so are probably you, the most applicable examples, the bite-sized pieces. Like we don't run a call center. Do you know what I mean? Like right. if somebody, yes. if we were to say something like, you know, we did, there was one week we recently did 70 phone calls in a week, right, which is like crazy, on top of serving clients, on top of doing a data migration at the same time. It was an insane week. Um, Mm -hmm. Most people cannot picture themselves making 70 outbound calls in a week. Right. So that would be a bad statistic. It's not relatable. Exactly. No, that makes it more um, digestible and actionable, which is, Really powerful. Mm-hmm. So that's another great when you're using your, <laughs> when, <laughs> when you're using your white papers, pull snippets yes. out, you know, mm-hmm. and if you can mm-hmm. make it something that is like out of a study of fifty participants, this happened. Mm-hmm. You know, our our first pilot study was X. And the white right. paper was this, and then as we were, we were able to build on white papers doing this and this, that's a story about the validity of white papers or studies. Yes. Gotcha. And that's intriguing because it's a new way of – yeah, yeah, yeah. So does that help? Oh, a ton. Good. You've given me just – you've opened up the floodgate of ideas, so I really appreciate it, Amy. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I'm going to mute your line for your privacy, Kate, and uh, we'll talk soon, okay? Sounds good. Okay. So there we go. Um, If you're on the phone lines and you have a question for your use case of media, press star 2 to raise your hand. I'm happy to also talk about media as related to crowdfunding campaigns and investors, all that stuff. So let me just uh, look on our... Oh, great. So someone else typed a comment. I'm on the broadcast, so I can't talk, but no questions right now. This is great, Amy. Okay, awesome. So for everyone who's who's thinking, this is great, this is really helpful, I need your help. 
I need to grow this audience even more. We want to add another 300 people by the end of the year. Um, we've been doing them over five years. And like I said, we are launching the podcast version of this. So you'll be seeing even more and have access to some archives. Um, it's going to take us a little bit. We're doing editing and, and getting everything approved through iTunes and the Google Play Store and all that. So there's some logistics to do. Now, um, one point I really want to hammer home here is that for you to get the maximum reach out of the articles and media mentions that you get, you have to actually collect the links to the articles that you get used in and promote them out to your social media and add the logos to your website. Okay? When you promote these out, you can do it from a couple different places, a couple different thinkings. When you promote your media mentions, you can say, you know, I'm so honored to have been included in X. I do that quite a bit because I am genuinely grateful to people. Or if we've had an interview with somebody um, for an article and they're writing it up, you say, oh, you know, we just got off the phone with Entrepreneur Magazine. Oh, we just got, like I was mentioned in Women's Wear Daily about um, brand licensing opportunities and, and the increase of them. So, you know, I was able to say, wow, you know, my first interview with a fashion magazine, thanks, Women Wear Daily, right? So you can mention it before the article comes out. You can mention it on the back end of the article coming out. Um, both are legitimate to do. And you can even go back and repost those, um, say, in 60 days because the content is still fresh. <clears throat> we will repost things like the seven-page article from Entrepreneur, we've reposted a bunch of times because it's a couple of years old. I think it was actually in 2015 or 2016, but the information is still the same. So we will occasionally repost that. The other way to use it is in your signature lines of your emails. Um, anybody who's interested in doing business with us, um, you'll see that we in, include the link to different articles that we're in uh, in our footer because they're articles that are genuinely useful to our audience because we're definitely reaching out to media that is, is useful and relevant and for um, article angles that are useful and relevant. Okay? So um, let's see. On the phone lines, you can press star 2 to raise your hand. And on the website, uh, great, someone is asking for the best way to share this, please. Um, you can go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash products to, which is T-O, profits, P-R-O-F-I-T-S, dot com. Um, and on our Facebook, company Facebook page, you'll find a, an image that we posted today. It's got the call-in information, and I'd love to see some comments over there. Um, how people know about this is mostly through word of mouth or when I speak. So it really helps if you can comment, uh, give us a few shares or some likes or um, any of that. And then on uh, LinkedIn, it's on my personal profile in LinkedIn, which is Amy Wenslow, W-E-N-S-L-O-W. And we do share it over to our company page, too. Now, thank you for asking for that. We do have it up on Twitter as well. Our Twitter handle is P-R-O-D, the number two, 
and the word profits. So P-R-O-D to profits. Um, and it was one of the media posts this morning around, I don't know, 9 a.m., something like that. Okay, now, on this issue of media mentions, we didn't really talk about radio or television. The information is fairly similar about what you would do. There's definitely things you want to do if, in terms of what to wear if you're going on television, what not to wear if you're going on television. Uh, there's certain colors that uh, just don't work depending on what the set is. Um, so we can talk a little bit more about that. But with that, I'm going to see, oh, we've got a couple more questions happening on the phone lines. I'm going to take two questions, and then I have to wrap for the day. Um, let's see, this one, let's see, phone number ends in 5577. Hi there, who's there? Yeah, hey, this is Doris Luna, Amy. Hello, Doris. What's your business name? Come on, you got to share. Doris. Yeah, Dorothea Essences, <laughs> Flower Essences. <laughs> yeah, that was me tossing a softball, right? <laughs> I know, I know. It's so, you're funny. <laughs> yeah, because you helped me. You helped me a lot. I mean, my God, I w I don't know what I would have done without you. But now you know. Oh, the thing you. is, I've got the product. We did the creative, and now what? So I just wanted to ask a quick question of your opinion sure. about Google Ads because my product uh -huh. is an online product and I wondered like what was your take on Google Ads is it uh, something worth it I know a lot of people say they spend thousands and da 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 Okay so you just that's an awesome question and you just hit on one of my hot buttons from last week <laughs> So this is good So um, I happen to like Google AdWords. We're going to be doing some more ourselves. Um, I think that when you are doing paid ad campaigns, the the text and the images that you're using are important. And equally as important is what is the page that you are sending people to go to? Um, and does the sales page work? Now, if you're using things like Google AdWords, you're going to run the ad, people are going to click, and when they click, are they going to your website, a Shopify page, an Amazon, what What are they rooting to? Yeah, we're, we're setting up a Shopify page, and okay. uh, so eventually they'll go there if I go that route. I'm still in the process. Thank okay. You. Yeah, Shopify, Shopify has some nice, clean um, shopping pages, and... If anybody listening has any connections to the, the folks at Shopify, I have a pet peeve that I want to help them solve. So um, a lot of people, when they do their product page, like if you – I know for your line you have a lot of different products, so you're probably going to send them to like a, a product catalog page where it's got a list of everything or little thumbnail images. Please, for goodness sake, put a headline, put some text about how important they are. Don't just put the thumbnail with the little price because what's going to happen yeah. is think through think through how the ad how the funnel goes, right? The sales funnel on this is there's an ad with an image or a video and some text, right? People have yeah. seen that. Yeah. Then they go over mm -hmm. to wherever you tell them to click. They have no context of what your product is really doing other than what they saw in the ad unless 
you put a little video on that page or some testimonials or a little snippet about what flower essences do, right? If you don't put those pieces around the part where they can see the little thumbnails of the products, you have what I call a naked sales page. Okay. Because it's like they're going to go there, they're going to see the picture, they're going to see the name of the product, and they're going to see a price with no context of what that does until they click the image. Mm -hmm. right? I, right? I can tell you we have somebody last week on Friday that I was talking to that had this exact thing, and they have paid right now about $8,000 in ads mm -hmm. and you know, like testing and some services and things, not from us, but, you know, other things. They've paid about $8,000-ish, and the sales haven't been converting, and it's because the problem isn't with their ads. Their ads are getting clicks. It's with the sales page, right? Mm -hmm. So we're going to go in and we're going to fix their sales page Yeah, is, is I think, what's going to happen because of the disconnect. So make sure that your sales page that you're sending people to is good because that's a big gap in having yeah. your ads pay for themselves. Cool? Yeah. 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 Thank you, yeah. Amy. Thanks. You're 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 welcome. I'm going to mute your line for your privacy here. And then our last question for today is from a phone number ending in 6354. Hi there. Who's this? Hi, Amy. It's Glad Hey, Stephen. How are you? Well, I'm hanging in there. I'm getting ready to go on uh Evine on August 5th, and I was wondering what I could do to advertise, use that for a little advertising before I go on the show. Social media, for sure, and they want you to do that. That's part of the reason they run their show the way they do, right? Because they, for everybody who who's not familiar with Evine, they have multiple people come on a show, and then there's kind of like a, a voting process and things like that. Um, so they are using the multiple people coming on the show to help increase their exposure and their reach, right? So part of it is you getting as many people as you know to watch the show, right? So definitely be about posting it in social media. Um, the journey of getting ready to be on a TV show, right? like kind of a day in the life of getting to be on a TV show. Um, you know, like, oh, you had to do a meeting about what your pitch is. Oh, you had to do some, you know, you could even be in a store if you were buying new clothes or something. Oh, picking out some outfits to be on Evine for whatever, right? You know, yeah, well, so a lot of different a things lot of you could do. Because they set everything up like the day before. So it's, once we get there, then, yeah, it, then but, it's just the day before when everything gets set up. So I'd have to be doing that no you could be doing that now if you know the the link of your pit of your segment or where you're going where it's going to publicize you could do that yeah i've got the you know the so, date that it's going to be on and things like that so it's but the details yeah really and don't where they broadcast yeah. right so so some of these things when you are doing media um it's you get as much reach out of doing pre pre media pieces as well as after right and because what they're really looking for is who can drive 
stuff the most? Who's going to drive the most sales? Who's going to drive the most eyeballs? All that is part of you being successful on that show. So everybody, you need to hear this. Whenever you're doing something like the um, Chase Main Street, Mission Main Street grants um, for small businesses, any of those kind of social share campaigns and things, they are really looking for you to help increase their reach. So um, crowdfunding campaigns, same thing. It's about building the pond to launch into. Then on the back end for what you're doing, you can definitely get the segment and share the segment out um, anytime you're doing media. So you can share the Evine show link um, or information. You can also um, contact local newspapers and say, hey, you know, local guy makes good kind of thing. Yeah, the only problem with this is 8 o'clock Eastern time on a Sunday morning. It's like 5 o'clock out here. <laughs> yeah, but don't – one of the common things people do is they go, it's about the day of reach. It's really not just about that reach. Like we've done uh, television shows where part of the um, exposure that we got in social media and through different outlets was – not even the day of the show. It was kind of like a, hey, do you have any questions that you think we should answer on this show? Do you have any, you know, like it, because it's about the expanded reach when you are trying to do guerrilla style, which is what we're do, talking about right now. If you, ha I don't think you have a publicist that you've brought on, right? No. No publicist. Yeah. So publicists, um, you know, like start at like $400 a month. I mean, for anybody who's anything close to good, it's around 400 bucks. Um, and we see that is probably not enough to have a really good publicist involved. So you have to actually get, um, just get bold and contact your your local newspapers is one way to go. Um, you can check Harrow listings. You can look at Radio Guest List. Um, that's a subscription service, but it's a really inexpensive subscription. Um, because once you get on one show, it's easier to get on others. And Radio Guest List, you can pitch yourself to be on different um, segments that are outstanding. So you could do that for sure. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, I would be doing social media and I'd tag Evine in it for one thing. You know, hey, really excited to be coming August 3rd. I'm sorry, you're August 5th, right? right? So really excited to be there, you know, looking forward to meeting everybody in person, et cetera. You could do that. Um, and if there's a competitor to Evine that you would like to be on, you can definitely reach out to them. Well, definitely the real estate. Yeah, um, the home shopping networks per se, Evine operates a little differently than them, um, than the, the big Mama Jamma ones. Um, well, they're like so, number three, and they're being bought out by Amazon, so right. they're going to get paid pretty quick. So. Yeah, I'm just talking about like a QVC, and you know, you've got the whole HSN changeover happening and things. Um, but with 
eVine, it is much more a digital play. You know, it's more digital than some of the traditional ones have started out. Um, so anyway, given that it's more digital, they're looking for you to drive your digital community to them, too. So that's okay. what you need to be about beforehand, okay? So um, I would do that list of story angles because that story angles list is also a list of angles that you can use in social media posts and social media messaging. And you should be posting mostly on Instagram and Pinterest. Of which I haven't gotten onto yet at all. So. Yeah. Well, most of the things about home remodels and home decorating are happening on Pinterest and Instagram. Mm -hmm. Mostly Pinterest. But So if you're looking to get people while they're in the midst of redecorating something, Pinterest is your place. Insta stories would be good too, but... You know, that's a little different. Um, so does that help? At, at this point, anything's a help. Is, is there anything <laughs> that, any, any connections that you would, uh, you know, be interested there that I might be able to drop on them? Um, what do you mean? I'm well, not for, sure what your request is. Well, just for getting you pushed a little bit. Ah, yeah, um, you know, Evine is is an interesting thing, and it's an interesting animal what they're doing with that show. So, um, you know, uh, let me make a note, and I think we have a. I think we have something. We'll say it that way. So let me make a note and take a look at at it. I'll have um, one of the team look into it today while I'm doing client meetings. Okay. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. If I can drop something there, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And with that, everybody, I think we need to wrap for today. Wow, we almost went an hour. Woo. Okay, so I'm Stephen, I'm going to mute your line for your privacy. Um, everybody, thank you for staying on so long. I see we've got a ton of people still with us. Um, and it looks like the webcast still has people. So, great. Well, thank you again. And please, um, if there's something that you'd like to know about working with us and what that looks like and, and how we can support what you're doing, please call Jeff at 626-709-3850. Again, 626-709-3850. And if you know someone that should be connected to us or that we could help with their product, um, we're happy to do a complimentary discovery conversation for them, no obligation at all for them to get to know us and for us to get to know their project and see if it's a good fit and uh, we'll be kind and clear if it's not and if it is, that's awesome as well. So thank you so much for supporting the show and making it possible to have done this for over five years. I really appreciate you and all that you're doing. So bye for now, everybody.